Ah, yes. It's another edition of MLB Morning Coffee. A little bit late here on a Wednesday afternoon coming to you from the Ocean Avenue studios in San Francisco, California. My name is Greg Mraz, your host as per usual, as we get closer and closer to, well, I think baseball starting, we're going to make sure that we get back to the original purpose of this podcast, which is to give you baseball updates. But I don't really feel good about giving baseball updates until I actually see players on the field, and mainly our updates at this point are telling you who has or has not tested positive for COVID-19, who has or has not decided to opt out of the season, and what the hell Major League Baseball is going to do about their testing protocol. A couple of housekeeping items first. Make sure that you write a review, leave a rating, and subscribe. Go back and listen to some of our past episodes. We had a great conversation on Monday with Meredith Kane of 92.3 The Fan in Cleveland. She is an incredibly articulate broadcaster and somebody that has a lot of insightful opinions on a variety of different topics. So after MK and I recorded that episode, I started seeing all these different stories of this team has to hold off workouts because they didn't have their tests back. And that was the Nationals, and then it was the A's, and then it was the Astros. And now the San Francisco Giants had to cancel their workouts yesterday. They're going to resume them today because they did get their test results back from their July 4th tests. I see all of this, and I just keep thinking to myself, what in God's name are we doing here? Less than a week into Major League Baseball summer camp, and they can't get this right. The thing that bugs me the most is that they had the 4th of July weekend basically on the calendar since, oh, I don't know, the beginning of when this country was founded. And everybody knew that it was a holiday weekend, that with the 4th of July occurring on a Saturday, that it was going to take an expedited shipping order to get the test to the lab in Utah and get the results back. But for the Oakland A's... They had their tests sitting in the San Francisco airport because nobody put in an expedited shipping order because of the holiday weekend. You spent all of this time moaning and groaning about every little individual dollar and how many games are going to be played this season, and yet you couldn't take into account that the week you're trying to get all of the players to these ballparks... You couldn't account for a holiday weekend when the most important tests that you're going to have are the ones when the players are first coming from the outside world into your environment at your home ballparks. You couldn't even get that right. And people are absolutely livid over this. It took some scathing statements from Mike Rizzo, the GM of the Nationals, and David Forst, the GM of the Oakland A's, to somewhat get the point across that the way that MLB is doing their testing and the inconsistency of which they are testing is unacceptable. I want to read to you a couple of statements, first from David Forst and then from Mike Rizzo of the Nationals. So as we mentioned just a couple minutes ago, the A's had their tests waiting in the San Francisco airport over 4th of July weekend. So they weren't even in Utah when they thought that they were going to be already in Utah and getting their results back. 
So the statement from Forrest is this, as told to Alex Coffey, the A's beat writer for The Athletic, quote, MLB has informed me this evening that our test samples from Friday have not arrived at the lab, and this was on Monday. They were not delivered as intended on Saturday because of the federal holiday and then were not switched to Sunday delivery in time to arrive today. As of this moment, they are sitting at SFO waiting to fly to Salt Lake to be delivered to the lab by 1.30 Mountain Time tomorrow. On top of screwing up the logistics of this whole thing, neither MLB nor CDT, which is the company that is collecting the samples, communicated any of this to us until we pressed them for information at which point all they could do was apologize, which frankly doesn't really do much for us. At this point, the blame lies with CDT and MLB, and I won't cover for them like I did earlier today. Despite having our schedule a week ahead of time, they didn't alert us to the possibility of any complications around July 4th, and once there were issues, they did nothing to communicate that to us or remedy the situation until Nick Papresta, the A's head trainer, and I forced the issue at various times today. If possible, I'm as frustrated and pissed as you are, well, probably not as pissed as Matt Chapman is, and I assure you the rest of the staff is as well. Matt Chapman, the A's third baseman, was apparently livid over the lack of test results coming back. And now I want to read to you what Mike Rizzo wrote, and granted, this is a couple of days old in terms of what happened to the Nationals, but they were the first team that had their workouts canceled because of lack of test results. So here is what Mike Rizzo said. And this is from Monday. So he says, quote, Per MLB's protocol, all players and staff were tested for COVID-19 on Friday, July 3rd. 72 hours later, we have yet to receive the results of those tests. We cannot have our players and staff work at risk. Therefore, we have canceled our team workouts scheduled for this morning. We will not sacrifice the health and safety of our players, staff, and their families. Without accurate and timely testing, it is simply not safe for us to continue with summer camp. Major League Baseball needs to work quickly to resolve issues with their process and their lab. Otherwise, summer camp and the 2020 season are at risk. So Mike Rizzo had to walk some of those comments back yesterday in terms of saying that he will not have his team work haphazardly through the pandemic. But it kind of all underscores the fact that all 30 MLB teams are sending their results to a lab in Utah, which to me seems, number one, incredibly inefficient, and number two, you are, and I guess this kind of goes on the inefficiency comment, you are having lag time in getting your results back when the testing has proved throughout the country that you could be negative day one, negative day two, positive day three if you are testing a person three days in a row. So I don't think the tests are necessarily giving an accurate reflection of whether or not a player is positive or negative. And that gets me to what happened with Joey Gallo of the Texas Rangers. And I think that this is really fascinating because Joey Gallo has implemented an independent third-party tester from a lab around Dallas. So this is what Evan Grant reported in regards to Joey Gallo's tests. This is Evan Grant of the Dallas Morning News. The article begins like this. As Major League Baseball reportedly seeks an additional lab to help ensure COVID-19 test results are returned to teams with expediency, the Rangers may have their own set of issues. Just how accurate are the tests? 
On Tuesday, outfielder Joey Gallo, who has not been allowed to participate in team workouts yet, tested negative for the coronavirus at a private Dallas laboratory using a nasal swab test. It was his second negative test in the last 10 days. But he's also tested positive twice in the same span using the PCR saliva test that MLB-sanctioned lab, Utah-based sports medicine research and testing laboratories, uses. Gallo acknowledged frustration with the system Tuesday, but declined further comment. His agent, Scott Boris, said he has submitted documentation to MLB to hopefully expedite Gallo's return. Gallo was awaiting the results of another saliva test Tuesday evening. Quote, the process has proven that he's negative on a number of occasions, Scott Boris said. There are mechanisms in place to evaluate these cases individually. The testing systems are as accurate as accuracy allows, but there are still going to be false positives for maybe 1% or 2% of people. The best thing you can do is get as much evidence and testing as possible, end quote. The article continues, most of the concerns about the testing process have been problems related to receiving results, not necessarily accuracy. Several teams have had to cancel workouts over the weekend because they did not receive results. In a statement Monday, MLB indicated that a series of logistics issues related to the 4th of July weekend led to delays in some test results. On Tuesday, San Francisco suspended workouts at Oracle Park for a lack of results. The Chicago Cubs delayed their workouts, and Philadelphia GM Matt Klintak told reporters that the club had not received any results from outfielder Adam Hazley's intake testing. Gallo was first tested on June 27th via saliva test, which indicated the presence of coronavirus, although he's been asymptomatic. He took a nasal swab test two days later, which deemed him negative. He then took another saliva test on July 2nd, and the Rangers received word Sunday that was positive again. Gallo has missed the first five Rangers workouts. The season opener is scheduled for July 24th against Colorado, a mere 16 days away. Boris said he represented another player who had been in a similar situation to Gallo, but that had since been resolved. The complicating factor are Gallo's two positive results. According to MLB's operations manual for the 2020 season, a player must test negative twice at least 24 hours apart to be cleared to join his team. Quote, We rightly want to protect these players' health and safety related to the virus, Scott Boris said. But the other factor is their ability to get ready for the season. We want and need these tests correctly to protect the players from getting the virus, and we have to consider that. But we also have to consider the health and safety of the individual player. We need immediacy to the process so it doesn't also impact the player's ability to get ready for the season if there is supporting evidence behind him. That is the end of the article. So, a couple of underlying things here based on what Evan Grant reported. It has been widely known that the most accurate test for COVID is the nasal swab test. So he tests negative on the nasal swab test twice from a lab outside of Dallas, but he tests positive twice from the saliva test that MLB is issuing. So I think one of the biggest problems that you're running into right now is that Major League Baseball has wanted to use the saliva test because it is a quicker process to do, and they can basically just swab them, get them off right away. Now you might be thinking, well, how is the timing and the process any different? Well, the saliva test, you basically stick it in, stick it out, the nasal swab test, you got to have that thing up your nose for like 5 to 10 seconds. It is painful. So they're probably trying to cut down on time by doing that. But the problem is that Major League Baseball hasn't 
effectively taken into account that the method that they have for testing is delivering a ton of false positives and vice versa, a lot of false negatives. You cannot look at that. Sit here and tell me that of all of your safety protocols in everything that you put forth in order to get this season started that you didn't pick the most accurate method of testing possible. To me, that is too ridiculous to even expound upon. You know what the most accurate test is. You know the best method to be able to get an accurate test, and you need the greatest amount of accuracy in order to ensure that this even happens. And again, I've stated I'm not so sure that you should even have a baseball season because if you can't get this right, then what are you doing here? Seriously, if you can't ensure that your players are getting the highest quality of testing possible, then what are you doing here? Not to mention that there are some ethical dilemmas that come up in states like Texas, Arizona, Florida, where you're seeing ICUs overflowing, you're seeing a lack of hospital beds in all of these places. Florida has 56 ICUs that are completely full, and you're wanting to get multiple tests for Major League Baseball players when you can't get tests for common citizens that are dying of COVID-19. To me, it seems ethically wrong that you are basically putting Major League Baseball players in front of everybody else. And maybe Major League Baseball is paying more for players to have these tests expedited to Utah and they have some great financial contract with this Utah testing lab. Doesn't underscore the fact that it is ethically and morally wrong to be putting sports ahead of citizens that actually need these tests in order to determine whether they need to go to the hospital, whether they need to self-isolate, what they have to do in order to keep the people around them safe. The health and well-being of society is more damn important than putting baseball players on a baseball field. But if you're not getting the testing right, then you are putting those baseball players in the same category as the rest of society. When you don't have a mask on when you're running the bases, you don't have a mask on when you're at the plate. Now, I've seen some people, Mike Trout included, actually wearing a mask while they're working out. And there are some people that are not. And to me, that is the extremely frustrating part of it, especially given how Major League Baseball has completely screwed up testing. And I want to take you to a couple of tweets from Andy Baggerly of The Athletic. Andy Baggerly covers the Giants for The Athletic. He is somebody that I have loved referencing on this podcast because I think he keeps it very real in comparison to a lot of baseball writers out there. So we're recording this Wednesday morning. Andy Baggerly reports about an hour ago that the Giants received their test results from July 4th and all are negative amongst players and staff. Workouts at Oracle Park will resume today. But Andy Baggerly then points to a Twitter thread from Craig Calcaterra, the lead writer for NBC Sports Baseball. And basically, Calcaterra says this, 
According to MLB's 2020 operations manual, that 113-page document with the health and safety protocols, players and staff are supposed to be tested every other day with the goal of ensuring expedited reporting approximately 24 hours at all times. So question, and this is where Calcaterra gets opinionated here, and this is really key to think about. If the Giants are just getting their July 4th testing back, what about the July 6th testing that was supposed to be back yesterday? They're playing on 96-hour-old tests, with the latest samples having been taken 48 hours ago. How is that in compliance? His next tweet says, The talking point for managers execs who are not insubordinate seems to be, quote, this is hard and we're doing the best we can, end quote. Is that now MLB's official standard, doing the best we can? If so, the COVID protocols are just eyewash. Yes? Yes! Calcaterra makes the point exactly. You are not following the protocols, even though you keep screaming out to everybody that you're doing your best to follow the protocols. In an era where it does not seem safe to be playing organized team sports, you're effectively saying, it's okay for us to not follow the rules that we put in place to keep people safe. What are we doing here? Oh. I say that in reference to the fact that the Giants may not be the only team that is dealing with this. There might be other teams that are playing on results that are more than 72 hours old and, as we've seen with Joey Gallo, might not be completely accurate. So I want to play a couple of pieces of audio. First, I want to play a piece of audio from Chris Bryant. And Chris Bryant has been very open and honest throughout this entire process. And so with this Chris Bryant audio, this is him talking about, and it's a couple minutes long, this is him talking about him playing this season, whether or not he might consider opting out the health and safety protocols and whether he feels like this is the right thing to do. So it's a couple minutes long. I want you to hear what Chris Bryant has to say on this topic because I feel like it is very well informed. It feels bad, but I, I try to stay away from my teammates as much as possible. I think if we're going to want this thing to work, we got to you know, really do that. And I try to lead by example out there and wear my mask as much as possible. And you know, by the same time, getting baseball work in. Um, but yeah, it, it went through my mind and... I go home every day and I just think, you know, what if I were to get it and bring it home? Like, I, I don't, I don't, you know, it'd be awful for me. Or if my wife got it, you know, taking care of the baby, there's just so much, you know, things that could go wrong. And, you know, I'm just really trying to do my best to stay positive with this whole thing and um, get through this year healthy as, as is everybody. Chris, has the, you know, the lack of stability, all the changes in the world in the past few months uh, made you reconsider your future as far as in baseball? Are you more open to an extension now than you may have been before? How, how do you kind of look at your future? I would say, yeah, you know, because you look at things, especially when you have a kid too, you look at things differently, you know, um, I feel like I'm a lot more calm, although I, I, I do appear calm always. Uh, but, you know, just things that really mattered to me before, you know, don't matter to me as much. Um, you know, you, you value people in your life that, that bring value to you. And certainly this, this uh, organization has um, 
brought value to me in my life and hopefully I've, I've returned a favor. Um, but yeah, you want, you want to be around people that, that want you and care for you. And I've certainly felt that, you know, uh, being a Chicago Cub. Nationals and Astros cancel workouts today. I think the A's are still waiting for their first full squad workout. I was curious from your perspective, how the, uh, third parties have handled, uh, I guess, just showing up to take the test, the turnaround times, how do you feel like uh, that yeah. unfolded in the early stages? I guess first I just want to come across as saying, I don't want to be insensitive to the people who haven't been able to get tests or, or have been in situations like that. But as the country kind of gets access to more of those, I think, you know, it's appropriate to talk about our situation here and, you know, what we were, what we agreed to was testing, you know, every other day. And we have had guys here that showed up on Sunday and hadn't gotten tested again, you know, eight, seven days later, you know, um, and then you don't get the results for two days either. So that's, you know, nine days without knowing. And I think if we really want this to, to succeed, you know, we're going to have to figure that out, you know, and I, I've, I've wanted to play this year because I felt that it would be safe and I would feel comfortable, but, Honestly, I, I don't really feel that that way, um, which is why I'm trying to keep my distance from everybody and wear my mask and, and uh, just so that we can get this thing going. And um, I think if, if we want it to happen, if we want it to go smoothly, because this is the easy part, really. I mean, when you, when you get into the season and you're traveling and you're in an airplane, your hotel, you're getting room service, you know, guys are, you know, who knows what people are doing, especially on the other teams too. You know, you got to rely on everybody in this whole thing. And, I think if we can't really nail the easy part, which is right now, and you know, just our players, you know, we got a big hill to climb. Did you feel at all that like maybe the economic aspects of these talks were so much of a focus, and maybe the health and safety stuff were rushed a little bit? Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, that's all you can say to that. Yes, and, and it's and it's a shame that it kind of went that way. Um, you know, what else can you say about? It? I mean, it, it it was a mess, and it still kind of is a mess. And hopefully, we can we can find a way to repair that and fix things and and get back on track. But you know, it's going to take everybody to make this thing work. So that was Cubs third baseman Chris Bryant, really given a full scope of everything surrounding COVID nineteen, coming back into the Cubs environment how he's having to social distance, what life has been like with him being the father of a newborn kid and MLB's testing protocol. And I think that Bryant's opinion is very much that of guys that are very skeptical of the whole situation. They're very skeptical of what Major League Baseball is actually doing in regards to its testing protocols. And I don't want anybody to think that I am this rage against the machine type of personality because I'm not. I'm just somebody that, as an immunocompromised human being, I don't want there to be people that are putting themselves in harm's way just for the sake of entertaining the masses. You know, we have this attitude like, oh, we need to be entertained. We're so bored here at home. We must be entertained. You know how I'd like to be entertained? Entertained by seeing a world of happy people that are healthy and free of COVID. Seeing a world where people of all races and all backgrounds can come together around common causes. You know, it's not that simple or hunky-dory, but 
there are objectives that we all have as society that we are trying to meet, and right now, bringing sports back is not one of them. And that gives me a nice segue into what Sean Doolittle said a couple of days ago about how sports are a reward for society functioning well, not just a part of society that happens just because we want it to happen. So here is, as the young folks say, woke Sean Doolittle about sports coming back, in particular baseball, but that sports are a reward for a functioning society, which right now we are not. It does like bring to mind kind of where we're at um, in our response to this as a country. Like we're trying to bring baseball back in a in a during a pandemic that's killed 130,000 people. We're way worse off in a, as a country than where we were in March when we shut this thing down. And like, look at where other developed countries are in their response to this. We haven't done any of the things that other countries have done to bring sports back. Sports are like the reward of a functioning society, a, a functional society, and we're just like trying to just bring it back, even though we've taken none of the steps to have to to flatten the curve or whatever you want to say to like we did flatten the curve for a little bit but we didn't use that time to do anything productive we just opened back up for memorial day we decided we're done with it like if there aren't sports it's gonna be because people are not wearing masks because the response to this has been so politicized like we need help from the people from the general public if they want to watch baseball like please wear a mask like social distance keep washing your hands like we can't just have virus fatigue and think it's been like well it's been four months like we're over it this has been enough time right we've waited long enough like shouldn't sports come back now no there's things we have to do in order to bring the stuff back so like and now you want to bring fans back i mean i don't know is that safe i'm not a public health expert but like we should probably defer to them on some of these issues. Um, so I, I don't know. I like, I don't know if it's safe or not. I really don't know, but like, that doesn't seem like something that I don't know if that feels like a good idea or not. I really, I don't know. Always wise words from Sean Doolittle appreciate what he brings to the conversation every time he steps in front of a microphone. So I guess where we'll leave it is at this If we end up having baseball this year, we'll have to see how MLB changes its protocols. But if things don't get better over the course of this week, and I say this week fully including the weekend, I think you're going to start to see players opting out. Today's July 8th. Opening night is supposed to be July 23rd, with most of opening day being July 24th. You're basically having baseball on your calendar for less than three weeks away, a little over two weeks away. If things don't get better, I fully anticipate more star players opting out. And if you see a Chris Bryan opt out, if you see a Sean Doolittle opt out, and maybe most importantly for the image of baseball, if you see a Mike Trout opting out, then you'll have a better idea in terms of where the sport is headed and what Major League Baseball has to do in order to save itself. And let's be clear, saving itself doesn't mean having a season. Save itself means doing the right thing for the long-term growth of the game. 
We already saw them screw up in terms of negotiating their deal. Now let's see what they do in regards to testing protocol. This has been another edition of MLB Morning Coffee, a production of the Ocean Avenue Studios in San Francisco, California. Have a great rest of your day, everybody, and as always, we will catch you in the AM.